Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts at patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Oh! Oh! <laughs> oh! Oh, hi, everyone. Hello, everyone. My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched Gone in 60 Seconds. Gonest, gonesty. I don't know. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm not even going to bother with that today. <laughs> <laughs> what they didn't bother, why should we? Gone 60. Time it took you to buy your ticket. minutes. Time it took you to get your popcorn. 2.5 minutes. Time it took them. them, them. Let's go, let's go, go. To steal your car. Car. Hello, ladies. 60 seconds. Well, first of all, I would just like to use this opportunity to say congratulations, Dr. Sarah Starbuck, from your colleague, Menti, DM, and friend, Jess. Uh, you know who you are. Yeah, because we don't. We're just, yeah, we're just we reading know, words. We're just reading words. Here's what words. we know. We know that you just did like school stuff, mm-hmm. and congratulations to unless, you for doing that. Unless this is a congratulations for getting away with murder. Yeah, it may be. But I the mean, murder could have occurred at school, so it is. it would still technically be school stuff, so congratulations for your school mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, I'm also aware that this is uh, Dr. Sarah Starbuck's favorite Nicolas Cage film. Uh, so sure. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. Because you know what? It's got to be someone's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this is, Tom, I assume you've seen this movie before, right? Oh, yeah. I saw this in the theater when it came out. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen it for a while. Uh, I don't think I've so seen this it is first since. Time. But. Yeah. This is from the director uh, of Swordfish, uh, Whiteout. It- uh, California. A, f- a few, I, I want to say a few like Blink-182 music videos too. Yes. Um, they are obsessed because looking at Swordfish California in this, they are obsessed with getting A-list celebrities and making them look like dirtbags. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, the, it's, a, it's a solid uh, game. Yeah. It's from the writer of Con Air. Uh, I don't know why this person... Has made so many all star like has made dirtbag a, a lot of weird yeah he's movies yeah yeah it's 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 kind of schlocky B movie stuff with A list casts mm-hmm. um, and uh, this is a remake uh, in case it is in case people weren't aware there's a movie from uh, I think the sixties or yeah. is it the seventies anyway it's a remake know, of that uh, a loose a loose remake though I don't a believe loose. the two films have much in common. Other than their yeah, titles I, and general premise. I guess, I think um, the car, the Eleanor car, I guess, is from it. Um, oh, 74 is when it came out. Okay. Okay. This is... <sighs> this is a subtly... This film is subtly out of its mind. Uh, 
would you agree with that? What do, what are your thoughts on this film? I think this movie is kind of okay. Uh, it's 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 extremely dated. There's yeah. There's a couple of real bad <laughs> things that pop the, up. Oh that, yeah, the opening credits with the fucking prodigy ass music. Oh hell yeah! I mean, very the, pro- the, the prodigy ass music is nonstop. There's I mean, there's stuff that's like dated. I think there's a couple of like f word slurs and. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, it's it's a very 2000 film, but it's it's like the blueprint for what would be the, the much more successful Ocean's Eleven and The Fast and the Furious. Like, this is kind of like the prototype this, for those movies. Yeah, is this pre-Fast and Furious? Yes. Because I would be pissed if I made this movie. <laughs> and then, uh, like, because this is essentially like, this it's, has it's, just as much it's right... Pr- yeah, it's pretty much films. the same. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. I mean, it's not pretty much the same. Uh, Fast and Furious is closer to Point Break, but uh, like the general idea is here, where it's like a bunch of yeah. car thieves. We got like uh, a, a, a decent star at the head of it, and it's. I don't know. Family. There's a lot of family. There's a lot of stuff. family. It even ends. This movie even ends with the family barbecue. Yeah, it feels like it feels very Fast and Furious. It actually feels like later Fast and Furious. Yeah, more than earlier. Right, right. Um, um, and then there's a little bit of Ocean's Eleven. Ta- it even has Scott Con in it. Uh, but yeah. it's you know Scott he's got to assemble his crew of of wacky car thieves. Yeah, Scott Con shows up. And the first thing he does is explain what the stranger is. Yes, the masturbating technique, the stranger, and it's like yeah, this this feels like Scott Con. Uh, but yeah, uh, th- so basically, I think this movie is is okay. Um, it's a it's a perfectly uh, entertaining heist movie. Um, I think the ending sucks. Yeah, I think I think it kind of falls apart in its climax. Uh, well, yeah. But uh, other than that, I mean, it's it's fine. It's it's a pre- think- it's a pretty forgettable Nicolas Cage movie. He's not that. So it surprises me to hear that it's it's Doctor Sarah's favorite because he's not he's not like super Cage in it. There's a couple of Cage moments. Oh, yeah, for sure. He, again, I said this is subtly out of its mind. I think there are moments in this mm-hmm. where the more I thought about it, the more I was like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. I would say the thing that I I do get why the Fast and the Furious spun off and this didn't, because one of the things I noticed is that they're terrible. Like, they're terrible criminals. They're bad at what they do. And a lot of the problems of the movie are like sitcom plots like at one point a dog literally eats the keys mm-hmm. uh and that becomes a problem for them yeah and and they have to like dig sh- through dog shit while um fucking uh well michael what's pena his name? michael pena <laughs> shows up and he says the line i'm not he's i can't the phrase I remember is he says, uh, get your jollies, uh, which is, mm-hmm. I want to believe that's a Michael Pena ad lib, because there's no mm-hmm. way, th- whatever screenwriter, there's no way the screenwriter of Con Air wrote a Hispanic thug in the year 2000 <laughs> to say the word jollies. Right. That I I'm feel assuming, like that's a Michael Pena ad lib. <laughs> I'm assuming Michael be. Pena looked at the sides and he was like, I'm not saying any of these lines. <laughs> Like, he what just, do you mean? Like, are you fucking? No. He sh- he shows up in one scene as a as a gangster who tries to rob uh, F- Frank from Donnie Darko, uh, and yes. then when the dog shits out the keys, he's like, "I'm not messing around with guys who get their jollies playing yeah. with dog shit." 
Also, to be fair, he's also Miguel in Independence he Day. He is Miguel in Independence Day, yeah. There's so many of that. There's a, like, this is Vinnie Jones is in here. Did you notice that the mortician is from the Genie episode of the X-Files? I did not. Oh, okay. He's in one shot. Um, fucking uh, Robert Duvall. Oh, I mean, oh, wait, wait, the bald guy? No. Okay. No, no. He's literally in one when they're calling Vinnie Jones, and he's one of the guys who's like, he doesn't talk. Why, you know, how yeah, is, he, how is yeah. he gonna take a phone call? Yeah, I, d- I, did, um, I did notice that guy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, fucking uh, Timmy. Timmy Oliphant. Timmy the uh, Oliphant, yep. Delroy Lindo is fucking his partner. Delroy Lindo is, is the lead detective, yeah. it's They can't fit everybody. Angelina Jolie is barely in this She's film. barely in this movie. She was still kind of taking off at this time. Yeah. Uh, they just, it's, it's an, it's a huge ensemble, which again, from like the maker of Swordfish, I'm like, why is he getting this? Like all, all of this goodwill. Ah, that explains it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of montages. Yeah. I mean, it's a heist movie and it's a, it's a heist movie of this era. Yeah. So it's a lot of, um, it's a lot of, uh, it's just gobbledygook about stealing cars, but it, it sounds good in the movie and it like looks fun. And it, 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 this movie does a really good job of the uh, secret subculture aspect of a heist movie. Like it really lets, yeah. it really lets us feel like they're letting us in on the secret world of car thieves, even though like 98% of what they're talking about is nonsense. Yeah. Oh yeah. Whenever they hijack a car, they use different equipment every they time. They use all of this like spy equipment to steal. Yeah. It's like, guys, you just need a screwdriver. Like, I don't yeah. know what all this is for. Robert Duvall has just on the ready a cassette tape of car sounds <laughs> that he just pops on and what? he's like ooh what are which which one is this nicolas cage and it's like who is that for are you listening to these all day are you making Maybe? your employees listen to it and they do that bit where they're quizzing each other over the radio as they're scoping out the cars they're just naming a car and then you have to name yeah. what popular uh, character drove it like it's and that's i i i i love that shit it's so dumb but it's like yeah we're this world of car thieves and you're invited to sneak peek inside. And I'm like, yes, one please. Yeah. It's also, it's very Ocean's Eleven in that I can't stress enough, they're bad. They're bad at what they're doing. Ocean's Eleven, when you go back and watch Ocean's Eleven, they're so flashy that they're bad. And I would argue the same thing's happening in this. The cops know who's doing it from the, the, the start. The cops are watching them. There's a part where Nicolas Cage, or no, they follow somebody. It's like Scott Conn or somebody. And he walks into the garage, opens the door. And as the door swings open, the cops can see Nicolas Cage standing there with a blackboard filled with car names. <laughs> just like, like they're so not discreet. Yeah. Uh, they just go out there and case the cars. They don't, they don't go in well, disguise. No, it's, it's they don't not, like, it's hire not anybody. to take a picture of a car, Dave. No, but it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they have, a, they have a very short window, and they have yeah. to steal 50 cars in two nights, or else they're going to murder his brother. That's the plot of the film, by the way. It's, yeah, Fucking the plot of this film is... Doctor Who, Christopher Eccleston. <laughs> uh, he does woodworking. He does woodworking. He's really, he, I think he attacks Nicolas Cage with a lathe, or like a, mm-hmm. um, not a lathe, uh, one of them little carpentry tools, uh, and adds, I don't fucking know. Yeah, he's got an evil junkyard. He with does, a that's junk his front. employees. Yeah. That's his front, man. It's a great place to dispose of bodies. I saw Pulp Fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, so Christopher Eccleston gets uh, Giovanni Ribisi, who is uh, Nicolas Cage's younger brother, Kip, to steal him a huge list of cars. He screws up and gets uh, caught, or they wreck the car. Something happens. They're 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 uh, reckless. Yeah, they're they're young and they're yeah. reckless. And I guess Nicolas Cage is older and more experienced. But I can't stress this enough. He's not any different. Um, yeah, the movie's the movie's basically um, one long GTA side mission. Yeah, like that's what it felt like. You're stealing. Like, 50, yeah, they have to steal fifty cars for the for uh, Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah, or his brother gets killed, or his brother gets um, uh, shredded in a in a in a, a junkyard uh, car yeah. scrapper. They they almost crush him, and it's pretty sweet scene. It is pretty sweet. <laughs> they're trying to get Nicolas Cage to agree to the deal, and they just have Giovanni locked in this car as it's being crushed. Cool scene. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's very swordfish where Nicholas Cage is in the dusty desert and he's retired, mm-hmm. and the cops know him instantly. Like that's that's basically swordfish as well. Like it's swordfish, but with cars instead of hacking. Where it's like, okay, one more job, um, because everything's at stake. I mean, it's kind of uh, swordfish. The plot of swordfish is entirely different. No, but it's the same device, right? Is like Hugh Jackman was in the desert, and he's like, "I'm retired." Yeah, and there's the cops who are like, "Oh, it's Hugh in. Jackman." Yeah, yeah. Um, and so there's this cat and mouse aspect uh, to it with the cops because they know that Nicolas Cage is dirty, so they're constantly watching. So yeah, it's yeah he, they have to steal. They they at first they're like, "We can stretch it out" because they have like three days, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're like, "No, we'll do it all in one night," which seems impossible, but. Whatever. It does seem impossible, but that's, that's the point. That's movies. Yeah. That's the yeah. magic. In point of fact, they don't pull it off. He's he's twelve minutes late with the car. That's true. Which is why we get our, our terrible climax, which is just a, a boring quasi shootout in a factory. At the woodworking junkyard carjacking crime ring. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And Nick Cage front kicks uh Doctor Who straight to downtown hell. Yeah. He, he falls 900,000 feet. Yeah. <laughs> Crashes through this glass floor for some reason is in this junkyard uh, and lands on the coffin that he had made to put Giovanni Ribisi in to try and flex on them. And it's like he got dumped in his own coffin like an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good at movies. Yeah. No, this is the stuff where it's like, what a fucking weird... There's just such so many it's little o- I things mean, I wrote down. Yeah, it's over the top in very quiet ways. I see what you're saying. The fact that the guy built an entire... It's not just that he built an entire coffin. It's like furnished. Like it has the, yeah. the padding and stuff sewn into it. It's polished. It's like he, he got it like waxed and like water sealed and shit. Like he made a fucking coffin. Right. He could sell yeah, that thing for so like $10,000. Um, yeah, it's such a weird hobby. They're like, we need to give the bad guy something quirky. I don't know, woodworking? <laughs> like, that's a real first draft idea, you know? And then they just went with it. And it, and I love it. That's the thing. I did enjoy this movie. It's not a bad movie. It's no. just subtly, like, out of its mind. Every Half of the things Timothy Olfen says... The part where he's talking to Nicolas Cage and they're threatening to arrest him. And he mm-hmm. says, by the time you get out, asshole, there won't even be cars. We're going to be cruising around in these woo spaceships. And that's going to suck. What does that mean? I don't know, man. Why is that going to suck, Timothy Olfen? Like, that's such a weird thing to say. Yeah. Um, I mean, but- I don't know. If you think about it, flying cars, the whole idea sucks. I guess. Like, that traffic but, like- would be a goddamn nightmare. <laughs> Sure, but this is, you have to think about it, right? <laughs> like, it's not just something you say. I don't know. 
I don't know. It's a weird line, is yeah. my point. There's a part where he's talking about Delroy Lindo's wife, and he's like, she can be mean. She can be mean. She's mean. She can and then, be like, mean. And then, like, they have an aside where he's like, don't talk about my wife like that. Yeah, it was a bit. See, they were doing good cop, bad cop, and he bit. was trying to, like, play into the bit, and he, and he crossed the line because he started yeah. doing wild lines about, uh, about Delroy's wife, and that's a no-no, buddy. It feels like everybody's kind of got a thing. And again, it's it's not bad. It like fills out the yeah, world. It's that kind of movie. It's like a, a heist yeah. movie specifically from this era, but from a lot of eras, everybody has a thing. That's kind of how they work. It's just because it's yeah. such a huge cast of characters. It doesn't matter what their name is. You got to give them something that makes the mm-hmm. audience remember who they are. So that's, it's, Again, I agree. It's it's very quietly out of its mind because they, they do have to find a little thing for everybody. And then it just becomes like, does everybody in this universe have like a, a little thing right. that's just their weird quirk? Giovanni Ribisi's gang is named, I wrote it down, Mirror Man, Tumblr, and Toby. <laughs> and then there's Freb. And Freb. The intern. Freb. Freb. Freb the intern, I would say. Freb. Because they're like, yeah. Freb later asks, they refer to Eleanor the car as a unicorn. Freb asks, what's a unicorn? Well, <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Well, I think it's uh, Chi McBride immediately kind of dunks on him for that and, and, and explains, like he defines literally what a unicorn is. But yeah, very clearly what he was asking within the context of that scene is, what, does it, what do you mean by a unicorn? What do you mean by a unicorn? Yes. Sure, that's fair. Like, that's fair. <laughs> Um, so they they wrote it in a way so that Chi McBride could have that funny line and then explain us and then explain to us what the hell he means by a unicorn. Right. Although it um, should have been clear to Freb from the context what he meant. I don't know. Come on, Freb. It's, Freb again, also steals. It's Freb weird. also steals a car for no reason later on, right. and it happens to be loaded with heroin. They keep that's the stuff where it's like the co- the dog eating the keys. Where it's like if they just like if they just had like. A, a little better management and like fucking just calm down a little bit like none of none of the problems would happen and then luckily the detective sucks uh he steals he steals the car full of heroin right mm-hmm. and they're like why did you do this and he's like i don't know uh the detective immediately knocks on the door um delroy mm-hmm. and they loudly shove everything into hiding they're just like, they're all screaming and they're like, put the stuff away, put it away. And it's like, there's no way he doesn't hear all that. Uh, he walks in. Scott Kahn g- briefly considers caving his head in uh, with a lead pipe. Uh, but luckily the cop is so dumb as to get inside the car that he thinks might be evidence and like rev it up. It's, it's so silly. I think he gets in the car after he's already radioed. Uh, to see right. whether, to see whether it's but stolen, like, and because it's a drug dealer's car, it has not been reported stolen. One one imagines you don't if you're a cop though you don't want to like put your fingerprints and like get into a car that you don't you know what I mean it just feels irresponsible. I guess I feel like you're I feel like you're trying to force that one. It's I mean it's, I don't know it's it doesn't their relationship does not make sense. Like they behave like old friends, him and Nick Cage, even though it's like a cat and mouse thing. It's like his his old adversary. But I I mean that's right. a dynamic that's in a lot of movies too. Yes, but that that part where they're like, "Yeah, get in, try the car." And he's like, "Ow, all right." Like, yeah, that doesn't that's nothing like his character up until that moment where he's like, "I'm watching you." You know, like he wouldn't do that shit. He he just like I guess the idea is he's trying to act friendly while he also discovers things, which he discovers that they're absolutely going to do their 
their uh, crimes that night because they didn't hide that fact. They like left a note out. Yeah, it's like a list of um, all the cops that are on duty or something, something like that, or like it's it's like a list of radio frequencies for the different police departments. Is I right. think what it was. Like they can't put that stuff in a back room. Like, well, that's you know, what it, they had. I don't know. Yeah. Listen, They're man, just, the time crunch, uh, it, it, I think the the fact that they have to do this in a time crunch uh, kind of explains away a lot of the seat of their pants stuff. And that's part of what, yeah. that's part of what makes the heist fun, right? Like, it's if it, everything goes right, it's not fun. They're just so conspicuous. Yes, they, I know, they I know that's the point. They extremely are. They're the most he, obvious those, car thieves in history. Yeah, when the bad guys are outside the um, restaurant... And and Nicolas Cage is like screaming at them through the window that they can't kill him, <laughs> and there's cops right there, and it's like, what is happening? Like, like it. Well, they, I think they, he. he I got, guess the he reason wants, he wants to get their attention at that point. Like he ties. Yeah. He, he he distracts the truck driver so Giovanni can put a chain on the on the murderer's car and drag them so the police oh, go right. outside. Yeah. That tears the engine out. Uh, it tears for the, some uh, reason. It tears like the axle out. Yeah. Which I don't, I don't think that's how that works. But it was cool. I don't know, maybe. I love that the cops don't notice until that happens too. Um, yeah, they're really into the, whatever they're eating at that diner. Yeah. Oh yeah. I guess what it is is that the reason I noticed is because Nicolas Cage is constantly like, ah, Giovanni Ribisi, your guys are rookies, not like our guys. But like, they're not that much better. And and mo- mostly Nicolas Cage gets made so much. Uh, he's made just by walking around yeah and he like yeah he's just he's so, nobody nobody's playing it safe here no nah, it's 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 pretty fast and loose we got three days to steal all these car, cars for doctor yeah. who or else he's gonna grind giovanni ribisi up into powder right like they even do a point where nicholas cage i think what it could have improved where it, like nicholas cage is playing it too safe at first because they have a moment where they're they're the shitty young thieves are like let's just steal the cars from the impound lot and nicholas cage is like you know what fuck it yeah and like uh, that would have been i would have appreciated that being a moment where he's like you know what yeah we don't have time for this shit we have to play it fast and loose uh i don't know it it doesn't matter yeah (laughs) the Um, part where they're uh oh sorry what are you gonna say i was just gonna say their pre-theft ritual of solemnly listening to lowrider (laughs) <laughs> that they was that's another moment that's heads. like that's out Not of really, its mind but, but yeah it yeah <laughs> <laughs> who I would think, do that yeah. i think that's a joke it's supposed to be a joke but like it's 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 literally nicholas cage is like okay before we go we got to do this thing he puts it on and like all of his crew know what's up and they all like bow their head and then fucking lowrider starts playing and the young people, they don't even look that confused. Uh, and then he does the, let's go. And they go, that's, what a weird fucking thing to happen in a movie. It sure is. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I think it's, this movie's, uh, yeah, I, I think all the, the, a lot of the weirdness about this movie is just uh, um, of its time and driving home that this is uh, a secret world that's full of eccentric characters and and the world right. the rules of the world are not the rules uh, of of normal life and it's it, it goes i think it overcompensates a lot in that direction yeah. 
It also is trying to be, it's got the zany aspect, like the dog eating the keys. There's a part where they steal a car and there's a snake in the car. For some, and, and it's, it's a, they steal a car with the license plate snake and there's yeah. a boa constrictor inside the car and this car is in a parking garage. <laughs> Wait, are we to understand that the snake owns that car? Is that I hope the idea? so. Yeah. That is the snake's car. There's, it's, it's one of, it's either somebody left their several thousand dollar pet in the car for some reason, uh, mm-hmm. unless it's just where it lives. It does say snake on it. Yeah, it's not like they weren't warned, or it's the snake's car and he was sleeping one off. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's definitely one or the other. Either way, uh, Vinnie Jones rams the hell out of a police car to get out of there, and, and the, hucks the the snake, the parking attendant, just kind of watches him leave. Yeah. And that delighted me. He's like, oh, oh yeah. what do I do? <laughs> it's like, I don't know. There's, there's a, a f- phone in there, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not a slow, pro- like, they, the snake comes out and startles them, and they start to drive erratically. So these cops in the parking garage go up to confront them, and they're just in a little sedan, and Vinnie Jones is driving this big Humvee. So he just rams them all the way down the ramp and then off the ramp uh, into the into the in-ramp part so they drop down or get stuck so it's a process that takes like 30 to 45 seconds and the attendant is just watching him from his booth like what do i do (laughs) i don't know man there's a phone in there maybe call someone do something uh i think you can press a button that that makes that gate not work anymore there's some i mean not like that would have stopped him he was just driven right through it the impound guard that he distracts by pulling out a Barbie and doing a puppet show. Okay, so Mirror Man <laughs> shows up. He shows up to the impound, dre- literally dressed like Huggy Bear. Uh, yeah. He has a giant hat. <laughs> I think there was a feather in it. Yeah. And he just starts ranting about this Volvo that he knows is there. This is one of the dated parts of it, is that they had to have the... It's like every joke he makes is about how he's black. Right. And it's, right. So it's like, this is very year 2000. Yeah. But like, yeah, he starts talking about this car that got impounded and it's not there. And they go back and forth. And then at one point they cut back to him and he pulls out this. He has already pulled out the Barbie doll and is making it dance. Say, like, hold on. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what is happening? Like it's how it's like how racist is either the the uh, impound attendant who thinks it's like well I guess this is just something that black people do or <laughs> or the screenwriter who wrote this in there right it's like well like if a grown man pulled out a giant Barbie doll and started making it dance like. That would you would be alarmed, right? You wouldn't just sit yeah. there and be like, "Well, I guess I just gotta let it let this play out." It's like, no, you 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 would, you would take some kind of action. You'd be like, "Wait a minute!" Like, especially if you're a cop guarding a lot full of stuff. Like, if you're a guard yeah. and somebody pulls out a doll and starts making it dance, like, I think you're trying to distract me. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what it is about this movie. Um, is it's hard to tell if the movie's trying to be a legitimate heist movie. Or trying to just kind of be a weird comedy. It's both, I uh, think. It's both, but I think the heist stuff suffers because it's so, it's just whatever. The heist stuff, like, there's never a moment where I'm like, ooh, how are they going to steal that? You know what I mean? No, but it's always, yeah, um, they, they never, I wish they would have done a little bit more than that with that. 
because it is fun to watch them case the cars and then steal the cars and use all these gadgets and like pop handbrake turns and shit. But I was I was expecting that like at the very least like the the white whale or the unicorn uh, is this Eleanor, yeah. this sixty seven Shelby Cobra that Nick Cage wants to steal and he's saving it for last because it's a car he's tried to steal a bunch. Right, and he, something and goes again, wrong. The cops know that, they, yeah. so they specifically case it. So I'm like Nicholas Cage, maybe change your behavior nah. so that they whatever yeah, well it's a ritual yeah. it's a ritual he has to see, he's a, he's afraid of I, the know, car. I know i know but I so know. i thought and they they do kind of do this i thought there would be more to the heist aspect of stealing the car because what it ends up being is a big car chase and i'm totally fine with that i just expected yeah. at least one car to like genuinely be a puzzle like how the hell are we going to steal this thing and right. they never run into that like they steal every car very easily yeah. Um, it just By becomes a car chase uh, a few times. Right. By the way, Nicolas Cage, at the end, he saves um, Delroy Lindo's life. Yeah. And he decides to let him go. I don't think he has that power. I'm pretty sure everybody's seen his face as he's it, well, been if, in a massive car least, chase. If, if they haven't seen his face, Delroy has been shouting over the radio, that's Randall Raines, who is Nicolas yeah. Cage's character. Like, he's There's, said his name a hundred times. At the end, they're just having a barbecue like he's free. Yeah. And it's like, I don't I don't think that's the case. Well, um, Dave, he does tell them where all the stolen cars are. That's true. So they recovered that's them true. all. Um, and he, he, yeah, he drop-kicked Doctor Who to his hilarious fate. I guess conceivably the cops could be like, well, this is enough to like file the paperwork and move on. Um, yeah, maybe he can call him a, a, a criminal informant or something. Like, yeah, yeah he was yeah. always our guy on the inside because we were trying to bust uh, Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. yeah. Doctor Who's a uh, car thieving ring. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know, man. The only It's fine. It's a movie. I think. What were you going to say? Well, I was going to say what my real only real problem with the film was. Um, which is the, there's a lot of cool, uh, car chases in it. Um, which makes sense. The, the original is famous for having a, a massive car chase at the end, like akin to the right. French connection that where it wrecked something like a hundred cars to do this car chase. Um, and there's a lot of that, uh, in the, in the climactic Shelby Cobra car chase, which is cool, but it ends with this stunt where he has to there's a he's got to get across this bridge to get the car to the docks in time to get it to doctor who and there's this huge accident on the bridge he has to get around it somehow and he sees that this flatbed tow truck is there with its with its bed down so it's a ramp so he's gonna ramp over the bridge and we're like fuck yes he's gonna yeah. jump 900 cars in this classic uh muscle car it's gonna be amazing and they do it's all digital yeah uh, which is, I that mean, it's was, not uh, it's not all digital. It's like composite, but like it's not a real stunt. And you were gonna, it's a. Oh, sorry. All I was gonna say is that for a movie that is about stealing cars, and it's it is it is based, it is a, a remake of a film that is famous for its car stunts, and it, the movie already has a lot of car stunts in it. The final, that's the final big stunt of the movie. That's like the showpiece stunt. So it just yeah. it boggled my mind why they didn't try to do that one for real it's a problem with the modern fast and furious is more and more yes, now yeah. where they're like where it's like we're watching a stunt movie if you cgi it what it's are not... what is there to be impressed about yeah oh good cgi 
And that's kind of the same with this, where it's like, yeah, you didn't do the thing. They kind of uh, did. It's a, it's, it's, it looked like a composite, so they might have jumped the car over a, a, a much more small mm-hmm. and, and safer ramp. And then yeah, just... it's like a half mile of cars on the street. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Also... I just, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I, it's I, just seemed weird to me. It's, it's your big yeah. showpiece stunt and it's not, they didn't do it for real. And everything else in the movie pretty much was done for real. Right. Also the oncoming lane on that bridge, completely empty. Yep. <laughs> and like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. He's, he, they, they do this thing where they have like a, a large guardrail. So they're like, yeah, what can you do? But it feels like you could like maybe do a shorter jump. Onto the other side. That would be or less like bad ass, Dave. I cannot believe I, I have to I explain that to you. I know. I know. And then the cops don't use that side either. And it's like, what? okay. <laughs> I guess we're just going to really, really respect the flow of traffic. It's a big, That's fine. It's a big guardrail, Dave. It's like four feet I tall. I know it's a big guardrail, but still, you could jump <laughs> you it. Can't ju- you could no, still you jump can't. it. you can't. He could jump it using the same way he jumped half a mile of cars. And it was a miracle that do, worked, Dave. That's kind. Of, that's the point. All they had to do was make the accident be in both lanes. Like that's all they had to do to dis- like to distract me from that fact. But whatever, it's fine. Yeah, I I actually like you're right about the stunt. My I don't have too many problems with this movie. I did enjoy. It. I you know what I legitimately liked the brother arc. Yeah. Him buying him a car at the end. The idea that the brother's like a fuck up, like he makes him breakfast and, and it, he fucks and it it's up. Bad, yeah. And it's perfect because it actually like really perfectly shows the character, which is that like, oh, he's really trying. He's trying to impress his big brother. Yeah. And he's trying to show. Yeah. And at the end, he buys him a car, and they sort of make peace. Um, the family stuff was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, my biggest issue is I we sort of we're circling it. It's they need to kind of decide what what movie they are because it did feel like yes there's some car stunts but it didn't feel like a car stunt movie not really yes there's some yeah there's some heist stuff but it doesn't really feel like a heist movie because they don't they don't like actualize any of those aspects where they like really do it and i think this is why this film often gets forgotten yeah, it's like a buffet version of it got a little bit of all those elements, but it didn't really commit to one of them. Yeah, and it kind of needed to. Yeah, also, it could have committed more f- for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just remove the entirety of the Angelina Jolie Nicolas Cage romantic arc. That was that should yeah, cuz it's like <laughs> all right, he's it's already weird cuz he's like 10 years older. Yeah, I think. I mean, he he looks ten years older than her in this movie, so it's already like. So wait a minute, you're telling me that you guys had a relationship seven years ago when you left town? Yeah, what was she nineteen? It's like, it's like, <laughs> like right, <laughs> and it's like really physical because they don't yeah. talk much. She's barely in the movie. She's barely in the movie. She's in like four or five scenes. Yeah, and in most of those scenes, she has to like do sex stuff with him. They're like making out at that barbecue table at the end. I was like, guys, gross. Um, they're just like going at it while their like plates are getting put down in yeah. front of them. Yep. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they fuck in the car. Well, they, um, they, they make out. Sure. Sure, sure. That's fair. There could be some light fucking. I mean, that's the point, of, like the, that's the point of the scene. Like he's there. He's, he's, say, he's, he's laying all this car talk on her. That's, uh, that's you know, it's, it's laced with innuendo. And then as soon as the people they're watching 
go into the bedroom she's like all right it's time to get to work and gets out of the car and then he starts talking about oh, it, it has right. good brakes has good brakes too so yeah 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 um yeah they don't they don't give us nearly enough to justify their romance they no, like, don't like each other at there. first there's she's no like no explanation yeah. there it, it's like it all happens off off screen mm-hmm. and i couldn't tell what's going on because it it feels like angelina jolie was supposed to be in it more it, um, it feels but, like one of two things it's either she was in it more and that stuff got cut or she was in it less and as her star was starting to rise at this time they kind of tried to put her in more where they could yeah it's one of those two things is what it feels like it may be neither it may just have been a weirdly written movie from jump well because the other problem is there's like 20 characters yeah and i do think they needed i get the logistics of like yeah we're stealing 50 cars in a night we need a lot of people but uh it was too many people and and so like it's kind of what we were talking about everybody's trying to make an impression it feels like so like everybody's got like a weird thing uh and there's so many of them like why is timothy oliphant in this why isn't it just delroy delroy Lindo? to give him a wacky partner to bounce lines off of yeah yeah so, no so, and I'm so, glad. He's, so he's not just talking to himself he needs a watson <laughs> mm-hmm. and so they just no. made they just made his watson like jokey and spiky haired yeah and i'm glad i am glad he's in there oh yeah um, i'm always glad to see timothy old yeah <laughs> but it feels like like when giovanni rubisi is introducing his gang they have one where the joke is he can order a mean pizza um they also have another guy where they're just like he can drive good tumblr they're like, Tumblr's a good driver. Scott it's like, Con, yeah. He can drive yeah. anything with wheels on it. It's like, I feel like everyone in here can do that. Yeah. So it's like, why do you need him? Like, yeah. again, I'm not, I don't, I'm glad to see Scott Tom talking about, Scott Tom, Scott Con talking about jerking off. Like, everybody was a delight. Yeah. Uh, but there just wasn't enough oh, of anybody it, to go around. So it was <laughs> like, God, make some room here. They introduce Mirror Man as their gadget guy. And the only gadget we see him do is glue fake fingerprints to Chi McBride's hands. That's <laughs> yeah. it. That's the only thing yeah. we see him do. <laughs> it's like, why did we need it's, him? He glues fake fingerprints to Chi McBride and plays with a Barbie to distract the guard. Yeah. That's and like his isn't... gadgets. Isn't Toby the hacker? He's their so hacker, like, yeah. That's redundant. Make Mirror Man like also four the hacker. Of those characters are like you could have combined Toby, Mirror Man, and and Freb. Yeah. That could have just been Mirror Man. Yeah. That we didn't uh, need that to be three characters. It's so weird how many fucking people Two are in them here. don't have a personality, so just make them all Mirror Man. Yeah. Yeah, you really like give us like five people and the villain. And and focus. Focus. For the love of God. Because, like, yeah, everybody has a thing. The villain with his woodworking. Yeah. It's, 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 they're all, it's all good instincts. It's just so much of it that I, I, I think it's the same with the genre where it's like no one has room to breathe. Yeah. Um, Robert Duvall's over there with his slick back, dirtbag Ro- hair. Robert Duvall <laughs> and Will Patton are also the same yes! character. It's yes, like, just combine them. We don't need this to be two different characters. Like, he has two mentors. It's like they held <laughs> casting, and the, and the director's like, I like them all. Can't we I just have them, them all? I want them all to be in it. And yeah. don't get me wrong, I do too. I want yeah. them all to be in it. It's just if I I'm pointing out where the script could, could be trimmed down a bit, it's that Robert Duvall and Will Patton serve the same function. They don't need yeah. to be two different characters. Yeah. And I think this is, I guess what I'm... What it comes down to is like, 
I did enjoy this, but this is definitely a film that sort of dropped off people's radar. Oh yeah, this is this is yes, this is a film that has languished in obscurity almost since it was released. Yeah, I've always remembered it. I I remember watching the DVD behind the scenes. Oh fuck for yeah, this you do. one mm. about doing the car chase. Yeah, mm. and it's got charm. It's got charm, and it's got a weirdness that I do enjoy because it's a weirdness where it's like. A lot of the things that happen, I'm like, I can't tell if they knew that was a joke or not. Uh, I couldn't tell how. It's kind of the same with Swordfish. When you watch Swordfish, where it's like, I don't know if you know how funny you're being right now. Like, do you know how you made John Travolta look? Are you aware of this? Or is it, you know? Yeah. Do you see this wig? Yeah. Do you see this I, wig that you're making John Travolta the wear? Soul patch? Yeah, <laughs> oh the soul patch? Oh my God. We're just talking about uh, uh, Swordfish now. Yeah. Same director, though. Like, he has. This director has a knack for doing stuff that's just like subtly ridiculous um, and not like Swordfish is similar where it does a lot of things that I think it thinks is smart. Mm-hmm. Like if you remember Swordfish opens with John Travolta insulting Dog Day Afternoon being like that movie is bullshit. And it's like, should you be insulting that movie right now, Swordfish? Um, and so it thinks it's very smart. And I, I feel like there's stuff in this that maybe doesn't think it's smart but like i i just can't tell like the like the getting away by attaching the truck to the fucking car and again there's not much like that there's not much actual heist uh but yeah i don't know man (laughs) (laughs) it's gone in 60 seconds yeah it's a weird fucking movie It's, it's, it's about as long as it remains in your in your brain after you watch it yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just gone. I'm, again, we started this by saying I'm glad it's somebody's favorite film because this isn't a bad movie. It's just favorite Nicolas Cage uh, film. Nicolas Cage, yes, yes. Um, it just, yeah, it's kind of like I, I don't have room for it in my brain. I mean, it's ultimately. yeah, it's 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 it's. Uh, I don't know. I, I I appreciate how just light it is. Like nobody's ever really yeah. in any danger. Uh. Mm-hmm. And, you know, which is, it's a strike against a lot of movies, but sometimes you want to just watch a movie where you know nothing's get, nothing bad's going to happen to anyone. Yeah, it's a light ensemble film with yeah. a lot of really good actors doing a lot of ridiculous shit. Yes. Um, and that is, that does have charm. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. everybody wants, everybody wants to fuck cars in this. Oh, hell yeah. That's, yeah. If we could figure out how. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of pipes and stuff, but like, mm. Yeah, I, I wrote burn, down. Burn, we need to minimize burns and cuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fucking Nicolas Cage has a line at one point where he's like, "I did it for the cars," mm-hmm. gleaming in marina blue, sunfire yellow, Marlboro red, begging to be plucked. And yep. it was like, Jesus that Christ, is, yeah. dude! He's like coming <laughs> as he says it. Yeah, you are fucking the cars. Yeah. How amazing would it be if he just started fucking the Eleanor car? Like he didn't right, even like steal the, that's it. That's the sex scene, and it's like <laughs> yeah. it's shot the same, like as if he yeah. was, as if he he and Angelina Jolie were having a sex scene. Right, filmed the same way, has the same score, but it's just him just plowing the Shelby Cobra. Right. Mm. Also, that dog ate several metal keys. Three. I, I have to stress that three. That is. Yeah, that is impossible. It's like next to cheeseburgers, and that's why that dog. That dog is surely going to die soon, right? Yeah. Like, they get the keys out, but if the dog's eating metal keys, it's eating everything. Yeah, in a, in a auto shop. 
Yeah. So he's got like lug nuts and wrenches and shit in his belly too. Yeah. There's yeah, that dog is He's got an impacted is, uh impacted bowel. He's going to die soon. Yeah, it's living on borrowed time. Oh wait, that movie was 2000. Yeah, that dog is way dead. The dog's been dead. It's fine. Oh, the dog's dead either way. Yeah. yeah. But I'm just saying that dog like the last shot of this movie the dog dies in the background of the, the yeah. that shot. It's it's them all it's them having their family barbecue and the dog's just yeah. dead. <laughs> yeah. Just rotting in the background. It's been dead yeah, for days. Dead for days. It's a yeah. stomach full of all kinds of machinery <laughs> yeah. that it's eaten. There's a bike chain in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, this film. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I, I, are we all set? Are we done here? I think we're finished. Yeah. God, thank you to uh, congratulations, Dr. Sarah Starbuck Woo! from your colleague, yeah! Menti. Mm. DM and friend Jess. Um uh, thank thank you both. Indeed. Thank you, Jess, for being a being a a great friend and DM and mentee. Uh uh and congratulations to Sarah. I hope you enjoyed our dive into Gone in Sixty Seconds. Mm-hmm. And uh thanks to everybody for listening. Yeah. And uh if you're interested, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. Uh, you find exclusive podcasts on there like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder's a Maniac, mm. Star Trek The Next Futurama. Mm. It's five bucks a month. Five bucks a month. Yeah. You can get access L- to all that listen shit. Listen to all that value. Listen to all that yeah. value. We're we- full of value. We- we're full of value. Speaking of which, we also have a store which you can find if you go to GamefullyUnemployed.com because it's a bit of a confusing link. So it's easier if you just go to GamefullyUnemployed.com. Yeah. Uh, and you can find our-, our store there. We got t-shirts, masks, mugs, stickers, posters, all kinds of things. So check that out. Check it out. Yeah. Please. Check, check, check it out. Yeah. Um, All right. Shall we vroom? And, uh, shall we vroom on out of here? Yeah. Let's, v- let's vroom. Let's, let's vroom. Let's slam into the coffin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Halfway into the Doctor Who coffin. <laughs> what an ending. That's how he lands on it. He like breaks, he like shatters his hip on the lip of the coffin. Yeah. It's, it's, it's stupendous. Yeah, why didn't the coffin break? Wow, he's a good he's work, really woodworker. Because he's really good at woodwork, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. should have done that. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> what he should have dedicated his life to instead of yeah. getting Giovanni Rabisi to steal you a bunch of cars. Yeah, bad criminal, good woodworker. <laughs> <laughs>